0: It's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider with Jeff Franklin, Stephen McPadden, Meg Herber, and Bill Petrie. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. The Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now... Here's Jeff, Stephen, Megan, and Bill. Welcome to yet another edition of the Insider. Dang it, I did this a few weeks ago and I'm doing it again. Damn it. Industry Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Petrie, and with me are three other tremendous hosts of this program. And I'll get to them in just a second, but I wanna thank our great sponsor, which is Gold Star. And as we've talked about, Gold Star truly is the leader when it comes to promotional writing instruments, and I wanna tell you why. The biggest reason that I can think of today is the quality. I happen to use Gold Star pens, and that's not just saying it because they're paying to sponsor this program. I actually use them all the time. I reach for them, I use them, I like them, and it's really because of the quality. Uh, They're truly the smoothest writing instrument I've used. I love that Eversmooth ink. I happen to use it all the time. My kids use them. My family uses them. In fact, the whole world, I think, uses them. So if you'd like to get on board, and gosh darn it, why wouldn't you? Go ahead and head over to goldstarpens.com toolkit. When you do that, you're going to have an opportunity to sign up for a free brand story toolkit for those of you not aware free means it won't cost you anything folks that's right free means it's free so go ahead and head over there get that free brand story toolkit you won't be sorry you did as always this podcast as well as all promo corner podcasts are available on apple Podcasts, google play stitcher and spotify Just search Promo Corner and hit that handy subscribe button. Now, with me today is Stephen McFadden, President of Perfect Promotions and More, Meg Erber, Outside Sales Manager for SNS ActiveWare, and Jeff Franklin, a National Account Manager with Headwear USA. And today's topic is dealing with travel how do you run your business how do you run your life remotely when you're traveling for business and so we flipped a coin and decided Hatman would lead this conversation so jeff franklin <laughs> why don't you uh get us kicked off here that's me um, yeah. So basically, I, um, I I wanted to.
1: Did Mario just jump on?
0: Yes. <laughs> I, was it Luigi, Mario, or, or some oh, yeah. sort of very racially insensitive uh, <laughs> <laughs> impression? It was one of the plumbers. we oh, about the notice. power up.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, we're about to one up this conversation, aren't we? <laughs> Uh, no, listen. Oh, nice. I uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I got a gaming, uh, you know, thing in there. Awesome. Now, I think uh, I, I wanted to talk about this topic because I think it's hugely important, and you can go a lot of different ways with it. Number one is just how you deal with travel when you're when you're out on the road. How do you manage running your business? You know, are you using some type of third-party platform to you know handle your calls you know are you forwarding your emails on to somebody else in the office or are you just doing an out-of-office reply and then how do you handle follow-ups then thereafter without them getting doubled up on because you know in my opinion a lot of people when they put an out-of-office reply on unless you're bill petrie and giving people an entire book to read <laughs> um you know Which a lot of amazing. people just say you know if this is important you know contact such and such you know and if it's not then i'll get to it when i get back like how do you how do you handle that kind of thing when you get back from your travels uh the other sort of flip side to this is you know do you then travel and what about the you know the health? i mean stephen you had mentioned health before the podcast and just when you travel you know getting sick how do you manage you know not getting sick when you're traveling but also just your mental and and um your mental health you know by if you don't travel you know how do you how do you break away from the business to sort of sort of re-energize uh the batteries so that's, I guess, you know, a little bit of the, the overall nutshell uh, that I wanted to sort of get out of this particular conversation.
0: Jeff, that's a fantastic way of leading off this podcast. Um, Stephen McFadden, would you like to comment Wait. on Jeffrey's uh, opening statement? Thanks, Sherlock. <laughs> Your bloody wankers.
2: Uh-oh. I have no idea where to go with this. I'm not going to do an <laughs> accent. Just, oh, but I'm, you I'm... so should. Oh, man. So it's, I, don't, I don't know if this is me getting older or me getting more mature or just having a family. But I used to travel, um, and when I would, I would always schedule, like, a day before or a day after to, like, check out the city that I'm in. Um, and now I find myself, like, what is the quickest I can get out of this place? Like, what is – is there a red eye? Because I'll take that. Yeah.
1: But I, I think but,
2: that's being a dad. I don't yeah. I don't think that's anything to do with getting older or more mature. I think it's just being a dad, dude. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm
1: but, the exact same. Yeah, guy. I am too.
3: Same. Yeah.
2: So, but with with that, I mean, so a couple things. So, uh, kind of addressing a few of what Je- things Jeff said. So, we we actually switched all of our email servers over to Gmail. So, being able to keep up with it, from, uh, has helped us uh, a ton. Uh, we still set out of office message on uh out of of, you know like away messages when we when we do leave um i do have some folks in the office that we can forward some emails to i will say bill whenever i see your out of out of office messages on i do go and share them with like our entire office because Mm -hmm. they're so informative and engaging which has (laughs) they're really good you know but it's there's something to be said about that i think um there's a right and a wrong way to do out of office messages you know I, i And if that's if that's a weird thing to say, but, you know, just just keeping it so open um, is one thing. But to say something like, you know, we're at the trade show looking for creative ideas for you, you know, like something that's engaging or, you know, tune into our live podcast at this time. So you can see what we've learned today at the show, but we'll respond to emails in the evening. You know, stuff like that, I think is way, way better than I'll be out until the 12th. You know it's like what, what is he okay like
3: is he is he gone? Like, a nosy like, person here. in me yeah. wants to know what's going on like right. where are you why are you not answering my emails? Are you on so, the beach okay <laughs> you, 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 where are
2: you like <laughs> um, so yeah so we've we've tried to change a, a few things like that, but you know we we really try to rely on our team um, to help us um you know, facilitate projects, emails. And if there's anything urgent, I usually tell people to text me so that way I can get to it first thing once I have availability in the evenings and the and, or in the first thing in the morning or something like that, so.
3: Yeah, I agree. I think having an away message, uh, first off, when people don't put their away message up and then don't reply because their away is super annoying and super frustrating in addition we live in a time of instant gratification so if i'm not replying to somebody even when i'm on the road they're texting me so Mm -hmm. it's so necessary to put up an away message and then you know i I usually try to get back to them that night when i get back to my hotel room or if i have a you know quick break or whatever and it's important i try to scan through especially when i'm on the road i mean i'm on the road four days a week i can't get to those emails you know instantaneous so in between meetings or if i'm early for a meeting or from afterward i try to check my emails but you know, traveling does take it out of you too. So you gotta you gotta make sure you get it all done. So when you get home to your family, that you can focus on your family. You don't always want to bring that work back.
1: So I guess my question then, you know, because you had mentioned when you're when you're traveling, you try to answer them when you get back to the hotel and whatever. And usually, that I, th- I feel like that's probably the way that most people do it, especially for the suppliers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the question is, you know, like if you're at a at an event like an EME or. Yeah, excuse me something something where you're just like continually continually doing a presentation yeah like zero gap in between and there's zero break because you go straight from presentations to your networking or happy hour and then dinner and then you know god forbid you're out until two or three o'clock in the morning i mean are you actually going back to the room that no. you know knocking out 150 absolutely not. emails <laughs> so how do you so what do you what do you do in those situations because me personally I'm 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 lucky enough to be able to, and I, I just normally I don't like setting out of office replies. I will, while I'm on the road, if I'm at a trade show, like I was just uh, just in, um, you know, we just had ASI Chicago not that long ago, and I'm just thinking back, like, you know, when you're when you're uh, like I'll you know, during downtime or whatever, I'll, you know, look at my phone and I'll check emails and try to get back and see if there's anything important or super urgent that I've got to get to right away or, you know, we'll have three or four people working the booth so I can step away for a hot minute and just sort of, you know, try to keep, keep up with what's going on. But in the situations like, uh, you know, like an EME or something, you know, when, uh, or at least that type of format, you know, I've been fortunate enough to uh, just basically do an auto-forward where my e- all of my incoming emails go straight into the office and they just get uh, you know sent to whoever needs to handle it and can action the email. Um, so that's been super helpful. And I don't, I'm just, I guess, I'm looking to see if there's any other ways of you know possibly handling it or thinking outside of the box. So outside of the three other people that are on this podcast, hopefully. Uh, some of the other people that are listening can comment and let us know what you do as well, if it's anything different.
0: Well, unlike Jeff, I consider every email I get at work important, so I don't... <laughs> I mean, to me, that's kind of rude to to assume that some emails are more important than others. I treat everybody equally, but that's just well, when, me. I'm not some, here to when judge. When
1: something is sent exclusively to me or when something is sent to my office and I'm copied in on it, there's, there's sort of a difference as to how those need to be actioned.
0: Again, I'm not here to judge, so okay. um, that's fine. I feel um, judged. But... <laughs> <laughs> that, that, hey, I can't control how you feel. That's on you. All right. So um, I do uh, the out of office message, but I do one that's injected with my personality, as uh, uh, Jeff's mentioned and, and Stevens mentioned. I, I do because I get tired of boring out of office messages, and I, I think it's and I it's it's a creative outlet for me to say, hey, you know, I am going to be in uh new jersey for um expo east and here's some things that i'm going to avoid in new jersey and i'll usually list something funny and take a picture of a car that's been broken into or something like that <laughs> hey now um, but, uh, well, not I'm all spec- of new jersey <laughs> like i know I, I know i'm specifically <laughs> it picking your on car? <laughs> uh, yeah i'm specifically picking out atlantic city <laughs> that's okay but um i i like to do that i do check my emails between meetings um, and and I do prioritize. Although I think every email is important, I do prioritize them. Well, if you uh, prioritize,
1: and that would mean that one's more important than the other. Yeah, I
0: don't, I'm gonna appreciate. I'm you not, not, not judging. I'm not judging
1: though, Bill. <laughs> I'm going to thank you not to put words <laughs> in my mouth, Jeff Franklin. Right, so
0: I prioritize them in, in the order of my choosing, and I respond <laughs> to them as quickly and efficiently as I can, or I route it to the person that can help them if, if there's an immediate need. Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, it, it is challenging handling communications, especially when you have uh, multiple people on a team. So all joking aside, um, I totally get what you're saying, Jeff.
1: All right, cool. Yeah, I mean, I just you know, obviously, it's something that a lot of us deal with, uh, especially on the supplier side and multi-line side of the business. It's just because we're constantly traveling or constantly on the road and in between meetings. So, it's always something to sort of you know combat and okay. think of. So, I'm just interested so, in other. So we about. talked
0: about managing communications, right? That, yep. that's an easy one. Another way we do it, just so uh, you know, we use Google Hangouts. Um, yep. Kind of the instant messaging for our team, so that that's a good way to get in touch with people internally. Let's talk. I thought what Stephen brought up before we started recording was kind of interesting about how do you not get sicker than a dog when you travel? You know, a lot of us uh, do you travel by car, but also travel by plane. When you get on those uh, tubes filled with the disease-ridden humans, uh. and you you travel at 600 miles an hour to you know some place. There's a propensity to get sick. How do you guys avoid getting sick? And let's start with Meg, since Meg, I think, is having a visceral reaction to even thinking about this conversation.
3: (laughs) Well, you know, when you have a lot of kids, there's always a lot of germs. So I'm trying not to bring any extra germs into the house, but I'm very big about the neti pot. Like, I, I take it with me, and as soon as I get off the plane and get to my hotel, I neti pot. As soon as I get home, I neti pot and I shower. I cannot because if I don't, I am 100% getting a sore throat or getting sick, and it what doesn't matter how many hands I've, I've shaken or shook. I guess uh, I'm just trying to get rid of all that that gunk that gets stuck up in your, your nostrils. What the hell is that? You got to explain what <laughs> all those. Is. Oh, so a neti pot through your nose. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a neti, little teapot. And N E T I, looks neti. like a little teapot. Pot. Okay. And you get these little um, saline solution pods, and you stick it in there, and you fill it up with warm water. You know, it tells you you're supposed to boil the water. But I've gotten lazy, and I just kind of fill it up in the shower. I know this is so gross. And you pour it in one nostril, and it comes out the other nostril. And it, you're like, ah, like angels saying clouds part type stuff. And all that, all that grossness is out of your sinuses and out of your, your nostrils. So I think that's one way. Um, and just by showering, you get all those germs off you, all those plain germs. Cause I'm definitely taking that red eye home whenever I possibly can. And I'm trying to sleep. So I'm mouth open, heads leaned up against the, the window. I'm getting all those germs. I think all those germs up in there.
1: Wash your hands as frequently as possible and don't touch your eyes or your mouth with your hands. Yeah. I I, I think
0: I speak for everybody right now. I no longer care about how other people avoid (laughs) getting sick. I want to know what everybody's weirdest uh, thing they do is when they travel. I think we just learned Meg's. So, uh, Stephen, what about you? What's the weirdest thing you do? What is one of your weird rituals when you travel that if, if it doesn't happen, it just kind of sets the trip sideways?
2: Oh, not to man. Put you on the spot Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I have one. If you, Maybe, if you, you know, I'm sorry, Meg. You already have <laughs> one. No. I'm like, Meg, pick you me, can, pick you
0: can me. Ha- you Maybe I yeah, need one. Maybe <laughs> so I need aside, to get one. So aside, aside
3: from, aside from all the the cleansing in the nostrils, I I always buy a Dream Water, and I take two Dramamine, and I am knocked out on that plane. I don't like people talking to me. I get very motion sickness, and if I do not take all that you know, those sleeping aids and motion sickness aids, I am puking on the guy next to me. And I felt so terrible. I was traveling once and there was a lady next to me and she was rubbing my back and she's like, it's okay, honey, I have cancer, I know. And I'm like, ugh, why am I such an asshole? Like, I just felt terrible because this lady who had cancer who was going through chemo was rubbing my back because I couldn't handle my motion sickness. So, you know, and there's other people like Candace Hershey who has a pre-flight ritual. She goes to that wine bar in Philly and has like it all lined up man she's got it she's got it together she's got it together
1: see i thought you were going to go with the whole snorting your energy powder stuff
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> nope nope
1: nope <laughs> i'm not talking about cocaine guys i was about so to say, say did there, you, Bill. I, jeff
0: did you use air quotes when you said
3: energy powder <laughs> <laughs> this is a natural high energy y'all come on now
0: Figure Jeff's going to be like, yeah, I, I get a whole roll of bugger sugar. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, man. All right, so what is a weird ritual for you, Stephen? You've got an example of Meg's, and I think we're learning more about Meg on this podcast than <laughs> any of us bargained for, and I freaking love it.
2: I, I wish I had something like that to contribute. I Me just too. that's That was gold. Um, bugger <laughs> <Booger> gold.
3: <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Sorry, next. Wow.
2: Um, but, you know, I, I guess – i I'm always trying to figure out like not only not to not to divert this but not only the sleeping issues but how do you eat right i mean i'm not I'm in meetings half the time and then when I'm not in meetings i'm- you know driving or commuting and it's like i mean all that plays into just you know like I'm coming off of having summer pneumonia from doing a like a three three travels and two weeks and doing red eyes and all sorts of stuff so I'm like any tips that people have out there, I'm, I'm going to listen to it. I just, I can't afford to get sick. And
0: I, I think the thing is to try to keep your your routine as normal as possible. That's what I try to do. Um, as I've gotten older, um, I don't feel the need to, you know, our industry is pretty famous for you have meetings all day and then you got to entertain at night and there's usually a lot of drinking involved. Not that I'm against that. I'm not. But I also know that I can't do that back to back to back to back and expect myself to remain healthy, expect myself to sleep well or anything like that. And so one of the things I do a lot is when I'm at a networking event and I don't feel like drinking, um, I will go to the bartender. I'll give him 20 bucks and I'll say every other time I come here and order a gin and tonic, I want club soda and a lime. And they'll do that. And I don't feel weird that I'm not drinking. I don't have to deal with the questions of why I'm not drinking because I don't like that. And I can be social. And then I just leave when I want to leave. I'm I'm famous for ghosting. Um, I generally tell people, yeah, I've got to go to the restroom. And, And I do. I just use the one in my room and don't come back. (laughs) Um, Irish goodbye? Yeah, I try to keep my routine as normal as possible, which means going to bed at about the same time I would normally go to bed at home because I don't sleep well in hotel rooms. I I, I am very particular about how the chamber must be prepared in terms of sleeping. It's got to be cold. It's got to be dark. It's got to be quiet. And if I don't have one of those three things, it's going to be a tough night for me. And, and so I, I try to give myself every possible advantage to keep my routine in terms of time and, uh, as, as bit close to home as possible. The eating, Steven, that's a tough one. You know, I it's try very to tough. Eat, yeah. yeah, I try to eat healthy, you know, I, I've been over the last couple of years, I've had more Caesar salads and chicken Caesar salads than I really want, quite frankly, because it's like the best bad choice on a menu (laughs) yeah
1: speaking of not sleeping well when you travel eliana and i just got a new mattress so now when i travel it's like so much worse oh yeah our bed is so comfortable now what kind of mattress did you get we actually ended up going with uh wait we're not sponsored i'm not going to tell you i'll tell you after the podcast okay (laughs) (laughs) No, we ended up we got a purple mattress
3: okay i think we have the same one actually Sweet. Yeah.
1: Um, so just, um, you know, before we wrap it up, I guess the next thing then was just to talk about, you know, the importance of like traveling for, you know, your, your pleasure. Personal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For pleasure. Just, you know, with mental health and whatever. So uh, anybody have any nuggets or wisdoms to share there?
3: Well, you know, I know last summer I was I mean, we had a vacation, but I feel like I don't even remember it because I had one business trip after another. And I remember I kept saying, I can't wait for summer to be over so I can stop traveling, because it was just almost unenjoyable, even though I was going to enjoyable places, you know, I had to go to Florida and New Orleans, but I was going to Florida to move my daughter into college, I was going to New Orleans for a work trip, and then it it's like it was literally back to back to back to back, and I just didn't have any relaxing time, and I ended up getting very sick and very burned out, you know, and this year, we went to Key West last week, or a couple weeks ago, uh, for my birthday, and it was just beautiful we just had a long weekend we relaxed we only took one kid our favorite and (laughs) I'm just kidding I'm just kidding all the other kids are too cool to hang out with us and they were all way at like overnight camp so they, they got their fun and you know it would just you have to take a mental break and turn off because as when you're in sales especially on the supplier side you're always on. It doesn't matter, especially when you're away at trade shows or EMEA type events or any type of networking event. If you're at a show, you are at a booth 8 to 10 hours a day. Then you have dinners and you have drinks and you have networking events. So that's like 20, especially in Vegas, 22 hours a day of being on. It's exhausting. So you have to take that time for yourself and just descale and just come down and, and, and get back to ground zero.
0: Totally agree. I so mean, our team, our team in Vegas, you know, we we, we have – customers on both sides so as a service provider I've got supplier clients and I've got distributor clients so you talk about always being on I can totally relate to that and that's why I'm adamant anybody who goes to Vegas uh, you get your own room you're not sharing a room. I don't care what the expense is Mm -hmm. because you just need that time where you can go in your room and just be alone. Um, that time is so valuable. Steven, you were about to say something and then we can wrap up.
2: Yeah, for sure. No, I, I, um, we, we were fortunate enough, um, a few months ago earlier this year, the family and I, we actually all went and did a Euro trip, uh, for, for two weeks. And it was, it was actually the first time, uh, we've been able to do something like that. And then Years and years and years, and um, I was having a discussion with somebody, and they said, you know, that talks speaks a lot to the health of your business that you're able to leave, and know that stuff was taken care of because we weren't really stressed out, we weren't really having to work, we had a good team, and it would kind of put some things in perspective. You know, it's like, you know, for those that are either own their own business or um, are growing a team or or whatever, that's a it's a very interesting measure of the health of a company you know if things can operate without you being there there's a lot to be said about that and i think that it's kind of an aside to what we're talking about today but it did make us feel really good about being able to reset ourselves a little bit um but knowing that the company's okay you know knowing that your stuff's all right
0: that's the that's a great point kirby and i actually talked about this on unscripted a few weeks ago and um He asked, you know, what my thought was, you know, when I leave the office, and and I have, I'm so blessed with such a great team here. I don't feel like a lot of stress when I leave the office. I feel like things are taken care of. Yeah, uh, it's it's a testament to the people who surround me. You know, not me. It's them, and I don't feel like this angst or anxiety of. You know, the shit's gonna hit the fan or things are gonna go sideways because I trust them implicitly and whatever challenges are gonna arise, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna beat it. You know, I'm going on an a eight day Caribbean cruise in October, which means I'm gonna have zero contact with just about everybody. And I can't imagine if I, I didn't trust my team how much of a mental patient I'd be getting on that boat. I'm already gonna be a mental patient getting on that floating Thing of disease, but that's beside the <laughs> point. Do <laughs> I mean, you get I just,
3: motion sickness, Bill?
0: No, I don't. I just get that's sick. That's good. No, what I do get sickness from are the thought of eating at buffets for eight oh. three days, and yeah. each one of them run by Guy Fieri. So, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> so I mean, I, I think it's, uh, you know, because it's
1: 97% small business, I think a lot of people are one-man band, so it's like, you know, they've got to, it is important to get away, and like Stephen said, you know, you want to make sure that your business is okay, so... Uh, I know that there are, you know, like different, um, you know, companies and, and, you know, that Vir- basically virtual they'll, yeah, the virtual companies. assistants, company, like whatever, like they, there are people that can sort of help, you know, for whatever period of time, you know, sort of take some of that stress off and, you know, they'll answer the phones and they'll take messages. And I don't know if there's any type of, I mean, maybe a virtual assistant, like yeah. depending on, depending on the situation, if, you know, they can do your emails or whatever, but you know, you need to be able to get away and and, and enjoy yourself and sort of recharge the batteries. Um, and I'm experiencing that a lot more now, just because you know we've we've had two kids under the age of two, so we haven't really taken a vacation in like three years, and uh, it's definitely wearing down on on me. So I think it is super important just to get away and recharge. So hopefully we'll be able to to do that soon.
0: Absolutely. So really interesting co- uh, conversation. I think we could go for a lot longer, considering you know the four of us do an extensive amount of travel for work and and certainly not enough for pleasure so would love for people to chime in uh, uh, below or wherever i I don't know if it's below above left or right (laughs) wherever wherever your comment box happens to be all around yes all around on the device of your choosing let us know what you think but i'm going to tell you what i think about gold star right now because you know why that's what i do that's what i do and i thank the great gold star for sponsoring this podcast they really are the leader in the promotional writing instrument category i know you want to learn more and get some great ideas about how pens can be far more than just a promotional writing instrument go ahead and head over to goldstarpens.com slash toolkit. Sign up for your free brand story toolkit and uh, learn a little bit more about Goldstar and how they can help you not only wow your clients, but make more money in the process. Guys, as always, thanks again for doing this podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. See Adios! Ya. Yep, absolutely. Ta-ta!